blockchain, mask, fungible, non-fungible, field is out, digital is in, we need to talk about crypto, with the men who will make you rich, Sean and Mike. Sean and Mike, what's up? The Rise and Grind boys are back. We're the rising. men who will make you rich are back. We are rising. We are grinding. We are sunshine. We are greetings. We uh, look at the day and we say, we're ready to take you on. We're ready for you. We get up early. We look at the sunrise. We say, I will get out of bed. I will grab the day by the dick and get rich now. I take the day's dick into either the left or right hand, depending on what I'm doing with the other one. Sure. I shake it around that day's dick, and I say, you're mine today, bud. Yeah, guess what? Hey, Dave, wake up, wake up, got your dick. Yeah, who's up before you, Day? Me. (laughs) Got your dick in my hand. (laughs) Greetings. Well, hey, Mike, welcome, everybody, to We Need to Talk About Crypto with Michael, myself, I am Sean, and, of course, our producer, Tessa. Thank you for that wonderful theme song again, Tessa. Um... We ran into a little hiccup with her last week. I feel like she sunned us because we got in trouble with the... Well, we didn't get in trouble with the teens as much as she ratted us out to the teens on teenfinancialfreedom.com. Yeah, listeners will remember last week, Tessa admitted to us that she had informed uh, former mentors of ours, teenagers who knew about cryptocurrency, Mm -hmm. that we had sort of... I don't know. We had some some poor opinions of some of their coin picks, and they threatened to sue us. Right. I mean, we settled this a little bit last week, but um, it's we've come to the consensus that Sean and I were out of line. Mm-hmm. Um, I only brought it up just to fill in maybe some new listeners, but that's all in the past now. We're mm-hmm. good with Tessa. We've moved on. We have new mentors. Um, we'll touch on that stuff later on in the episode. Yeah, we're going to touch on that stuff, but the first thing we should do is let's talk about today's rise and grind. Mike, uh, take me through your routine this morning. How did you greet the day? So as per usual, what's been my thing the past few weeks is up at 4.30, I make about between six and a dozen eggs. Um, I learned from you that there's a good move to do either before pre-workout or post-workout, which is the scream scramble. You put a bunch of eggs into your mouth. Um, take a good hard look at yourself in the mirror as you um, confront the day and you scream as loud as you can with eggs in your mouth, scrambling them up. You get a good shot of protein. Mm -hmm. You're pretty much good to go. Yeah, and the best part is you save all of that nasty butter that you'd be cooking them in or anything like that. This is straight from the egg to you. Uh, And also scream scrambling, it's more, more than just eating. It's when you're looking at yourself and you're letting out a primal scream and you can see the eggs in your mouth, it uh, taps into the caveman mentality. Yeah, it is a, a technique of the ancients in a certain way. Um, yes. And that's like what we want to do. We want to get back to the roots of success. And part of that is, you know, these cavemen hunters, they were up every morning. You know it. They didn't have mirrors, but they had ponds. They had still bodies of water. And Mm -hmm. for them, it might have been a little bit harder to do a scream scramble because they were leaning over looking into something and they probably lost a a, lot of egg, a a good amount of egg, which is a tragedy, too, because the guys, one of the big things with cavemen is they had to find these eggs every morning. Yeah, they didn't they didn't raise chickens or um, ostriches or anything from birth. They were going out every morning like us before sunrise. They're looking for the chickens. 
They're looking for mm-hmm. eggs. They're looking for blue jay looking eggs. Looking for pheasant eggs. Yeah, uh, anything. Um, I've heard cavemen, even a lizard egg is good enough to scream scramble. Oh, absolutely. Snake eggs. Uh, egg-sucking snake is where that came from. Mm-hmm. That, they found that written on cave walls in France, actually. Egg-sucking snake. Yeah. Yeah, well, guys, there's a whole uh, there's a whole book out there that we read about this actually called uh, Caveman Protein and You. Yeah, the Diet of Champions. Yeah, so this is just something that we're taking upon ourselves to improve. It's like, look, yes, is this an investment podcast? No, we're not giving no, investment no. advice. And actually, you know, finally, we've said it within per, before five the five yeah, minute mark. We finally has hit. got to it early, but look, so uh, but is this a, an advice podcast for life in general? Sort of. And one of the things is like, it's not just about money and crypto. It's a whole lifestyle we're learning. Like you need to be in shape to be rich. Yeah. You can't sit at a computer all day trading crypto if you're out of shape. Yeah. it's it, Being rich is about diet, uh, exercise, early gym times. Uh, I've, you ne- know. I've never seen a rich fat man. I've never seen a rich fat guy. And I challenge our listeners, look around your life. And tell me that you have. I mean, they, these guys just don't exist. The rich guys that I see are like Jeff Bezos. They're on. They're they're jacked to the gills. They have um, a a great regimen of doing uh, human growth hormones, mm-hmm. and they're hitting the gym, and they're dancing on yachts, and they look good. They got delts for days. They delts got for days. traps for weeks. Yeah, they're tra- they're trappers. They're fur men. They're guys who uh, just know. How to get in shape. I mean, think about if you knew someone in your life whose name was Zuckerberg. This guy's not jacked. But then you find out, wait, Mark Zuckerberg? Oh, he's jacked. Yeah. That guy, the way he rides that waveboard thing. Oh, my God. The core strength that it takes alone to do that. Not We're not even mentioning his quads or his calves or his his ankle muscles. There's so many muscles in the human body that you need to learn about in order to get that jacked. Um but when you do, you will find wealth coming your way. That's the point we're making to you guys. Yeah, and although Sean and I have not made a ton of money yet doing the crypto stuff, Mm-mm. the gains in our body are, um, it's kind of hard to calculate. We're getting pretty huge. We're getting huge. Uh, the scream scrambles are helping. Uh, Mike and I are putting espresso grounds in our cooked eggs. There's mm-hmm. a lot of poultry and egg feeding going on over Yeah, there's here. not much roughage or anything else. Um, no, no, that's bad for you. I think it's bad for you. It's, it's, I've heard it stops you up, and we like to be on schedule, and that includes all bodily functions. Bowel schedules, podcast schedules, and think just, again, you know, we like to break down words on this show, so think about roughage. Wouldn't you rather have smoothage? I would love to have a smoothage later on. Yeah, well, I took a big smoothage before we sat down here. So I'm actually feeling pretty light on my feet and pretty, pretty <laughs> yeah. good right now. I mean, as big as Sean and I are getting, we are twinkle toes, essentially. We <laughs> we, we know how to move. We, a lot of guys like to say, look at the size of them, but they move like much smaller men, like cats on a branch. Right, yeah. I mean, we, um, we're delicate boys. We are the green tea boys. Um, so I don't want anyone to get confused about thinking that we are some kind of uh, alpha meathead jerks or anything like mm-hmm. that. Sean and I appreciate the finer things in life. We appreciate good cooking, which includes lots of eggs. And we also love working out, but we can dance. We can move. Yeah. Um, we're not afraid of that. We are secure in our masculinity. Mm-hmm. Um, you can just tell the confidence in our voices when we speak that... 
we are very sure of ourselves. We're quite sure of ourselves. So um, obviously we want to talk about crypto. We've got a word of the day for you guys. We're going to learn more about the cryptoverse. But first, Mike, I have to ask, last week we discussed your catechism. Uh, Mike has I been have... studying Mark Wahlberg and his, yeah. his rise and grind. And um, well, we'll take it away, Mike. I would also just like to point out, it's is it a coincidence? Is it destiny? Is it fate that... Mark Wahlberg, Mark Zuckerberg, two people we look mm. up to are the Markbergs. I don't know. They're just. What about Mark Cuban? Mark Cubanberg, if that was his last name, mm. then there might have been a pattern that we read charts as part of crypto investing. And that is a chart that I think you could not ignore if Mark yeah. Cubanberg was a guy. There would be an obvious trend line uh, where maybe perhaps one, like the y-axis would say Mark, the yes. x-axis maybe Berg, Berg, and in between you would see these different... Cuban, Wall, Zucker, Zucker yeah, sure, things like guys. that. Um, so yes, I, I, I was lacking in my BF uh, last week, and so my catechism fell a little short. But again, this is all part of studying and learning. That's what the podcast is about. Yep. Um, what would you like to do first? Should I go over the catechism that I've created for myself for the rise and grind technique? Or should we go over maybe Mark Wahlberg's routine that he does every day as a thing that like we would like to well, I think emulate? Maybe in order for the audience to make the connection of where you were inspired to get your catechism, why don't we talk about the great Mark Wahlberg, entrepreneur, Businessman, movie star, huge, um, big he, muscle, big guy, tiny, yeah. tiny, big. He's yeah, a tiny he, guy, but he's big. I would not want that guy pushing me around. He's a little big horn. He's a uh, major big horn. Yes, I think he played a character actually named Major <laughs> Big Horn in, in the, Patriots Day Two. Yeah, Return to the Boston Marathon. Mm-hmm. You all remember it? If you haven't, please stream it. It should be on Amazon. What up? What up? Bezos? Yeah, it might be on Tubi or um, yeah, Hulak, Movilla, <laughs> Movilla. <laughs> yeah. So guys, find it there anywhere you can. Uh, let's talk. Uh, let's talk Wahlberg's morning routine. Yeah. So we saw this a few weeks ago. And I think this is, if I recall correctly, this might have been the thing that um, really got us off our butts and said, we need to rise early. And I know you said yeah. you were waking up at 3 a.m. I'm was... doing three now, yeah. And see, this is um, part of what Sean and I are aspiring to is looking at uh, Mark Wahlberg's routine that was covered by BBC News. He wakes up at 2.30 a.m. <laughs> He prays at 2.45 a.m. He prays And this is where the pray, prayer stuff comes in. Last week we said uh, Mark Wahlberg is most likely, likely praying to a Christian god. Yeah, the, the Jehovah, Jesus. Yeah, I mean, I, um, I'm not an—I don't like to say I'm an atheist, but I definitely am positive there's no god, so mm-hmm. I would not pray to god. Um, not an atheist, but— it just feels wrong for me in my uh, morning routine to pray to a god, even though I'm not an atheist. Yeah, well, I'd say it's a little confusing, but you got to do what what makes you rise and grind. I still know? believe in a higher power. Yeah, so Elon Musk. Elon Musk, of course. Yeah. And the Markbergs. And the Markbergs. Yeah. There are many higher powers you guys can choose. That's the thing. is they, A lot of guys say, get up uh, before you work out and be sure to pray. You don't have to be religious. No. Pick pick your favorite guy who's got more money than you. Pray to him. Pray to him, you know, because he's the guy that can help you. Right. 
So um, Mark Wahlberg's routine, 2.45 a.m., pray to a Jesus, a Christian God. Mm-hmm. 3.15 a.m., breakfast. What do you think he's eating at breakfast, Sean? Well, uh, you know, I've never heard him talk about scream scrambling, so I'm going to no. think he might actually be doing some sort of a conventional cook, or maybe like an oat smoothie. Oh, you know, I've uh, decided oat. to actually read this article right now. Oh, oh, please, share your wisdom. He starts out with steel oats, blueberries, and a peanut and peanut butter for breakfast. I kind of was on to the right track with the oat smoothie thing Yeah, there. and yeah. you know... Um, Peanut butter is a great dip. Um, we might cover it later in one of our episodes on Buy the Dip. It's just a fantastic dip to have, and it seems like a great thing to have uh, It's at one breakfast. of those dips that also doubles as a spread. You know, this is a really great substance, but we're going to save that for later. We're going to talk peanut butter on another episode. Sure. Then he gets into his workout from uh, 3.40 to 5.15 a.m. I'm sure he's just pushing weights. At 5.30 a.m., he has a post-workout meal, and I'd love for you to try to guess what he has there. Post-workout meal. So this is probably also not a scream scramble? No, and it's at 5.30 in the morning. Okay, so by by 5.30 in the morning, he's already had oats and peanut butter. And blueberries. And blueberries. Maybe now he's going to move on to like a rice cake with... uh, Oh, God. Nutella? You couldn't be more wrong. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Tell me what he's got. What is the Mark Berg, Mark Berg has a protein shake, three turkey burgers. Three turkey burgers? <laughs> and five pieces of sweet potato at about 5.30 in the morning. It makes me wonder, what does the inside of the toilet look at the wall? <laughs> look like at the Walbert It doesn't house? sound like smoothage is happening there. <laughs> no, this sounds three turkey burgers <laughs> like at 5.30 in the morning? This would explain the shower immediately after at 6 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> and then he golfs. This is... This is he golfs? Uh, he golfs from <laughs> fuck 7.30 to 8 a.m. He does an hour and a half of golf. 30 minutes of golf. Oh, from How can you golf in 30 minutes? Well, what's interesting is that from 6 a.m. to 7.30, he's showering. Um, that's an hour and a half shower. And Sean and I are pretty eco-conscious. And I don't know if I I like that's that he's taking an hour and a half. Yeah, that's not very drought-friendly. Also, think about, so how many turkeys are giving their life for this guy every day? Um, he actually has a turkey coop in his backyard. <laughs> And the way when we were saying that, you know, hunter gatherers would have to get up and go search for eggs every morning, not our guy, Mark Berg. He's up. He's up at the crack. He's uh, going into his backyard. He takes the turkey's eggs. He slaughters them, grinds the meat, (laughs) turns them into turkey burgers. Um, This is called just getting after it. So one thing that Mike and I are really trying to glean off of these entrepreneurial, rich, uh, built, you know, handsome, hot guys is just the attitude of like. What kind of a schlub goes to the store and buys their eggs? No. What kind of a ding-dong buys a dead bird? Keep the bird live. Keep it alive. This is all part of saving money, right? You buy the bird, you get the eggs for free. Mm -hmm. And you tend to the bird... You have someone, some uh, minion of yours maybe Mm -hmm. pluck the feathers from it. You take the pleasure of killing the bird. Yeah, I mean, you got to imagine that that maybe that's his version of a scream scramble. It does feel like... He lets the turkey do the screaming, it sounds like. Yeah, it is uh, one of the techniques of the ancients, as we said. Um, He plays golf for 30 minutes, and this is about... um, This is something that uh, I would like to implement into my own life, which is... 
get as much done in as short of amount of time as possible. He's playing 18 holes of golf in, in 30, 30 minutes. minutes. That's that a hole tiger. in one. Every, every time. Every time. Yeah, it would be tough to drive a golf cart across an 18-hole in 30 golf, minutes. In just 30 minutes without well, stopping to golf. His has to be pretty fast, his golf cart. He's probably got one of those custom carts, um, both with a K, <laughs> custom carts. There's a place in Orange County. Um, custom cart caravan, all with Ks. Mm-hmm. Um, Don't go there, guys. He has another snack after golf, I'm sure. Oh, we're not going to get into all of it, but I would guess um, a virgin Bloody Mary because he still has a lot of work to do. Sure, don't want to be drunk too early. No. 9.30 a.m., he goes into his cryo chamber for recovery. You know what, though? Cryo. Put a P and a T in there. You got crypto. You got your crypto chamber. Do you think he's being a little deceptive and what he's actually doing in there might be uh, a little crypto Ma- trading? He might be investing. Or maybe he's just crying. Yeah. Oh, maybe you remove the O and it's the cry chamber. He goes in there and just takes a moment to sob because, well, getting up every morning and killing a turkey is going to take a toll on you at some point. Yeah, I think um, I would say... What I would do if I was him is do the crying in the shower because it just washes it away. He's got an hour and a half to cry in there, too. There's if he's doing it in the cryo chamber, the tears are freezing on his face, and that could be some pretty painful stuff. So, where does one get a cryo chamber? Well, this is, um, I'm sure after we are in this crypto game for a while, people will either start advertising on our show sean's playing the jingle bell song um Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm in the mood for a cryo uh christmas i know know what's on my list this year um i bet we'll be offered cryo chambers pretty soon don't you think i would think yeah hey sponsors if you guys are out there anybody uh selling or working on cryo chambers Advertise on our show. I would take a cry chamber, too. We've already had a fetish website, a group of teens threatening to sue us, and a wallet wallet. Why not a cryo chamber, too? Um, So I wonder, we're going a little long on the Wahlberg segment. Maybe we should stop here at half. This has been half of his day, 9.30 a.m. cryo chamber. He's already handled a lot of stuff. Let's pick it up next week. Yeah, we'll pick it up next week. We'll finish at his 10.30 a.m. snack, and we'll tell you guys what he's eating then. (laughs) Guys, go online to Need to Talk Pod at Twitter. Can you guess what Mark Wahlberg's 10.30 a.m. snack is? I cannot wait to tell you next week what he is eating at 10.30 as a snack. Yeah, we'll put up a poll. You guys uh, take a wild guess, and the winner will get a chance to meet Mark Wahlberg. (laughs) (laughs) We'll figure that part out. Yeah, Tessa, get on that. Affirmative. Was that an affirmative? Affirmative. Sounds like an affirmative to me. Okay. So we would, you want to do my catechism? I really want to do your catechism. You asked about my rise and grind routine. I'm trying to copy Mark Wahlberg in every way I can. I will not pray to a Christian God, but there are some other lords out there that I would pray to. Shall I take it away? Please, yeah, let's hear it. Guys, this is Mike's morning catechism. I gotta. I feel weird um, doing this from the chair, so I'm going to get down on the ground and record this. All right. Mike is on his knees. As I rest upon thy knees, I beg the lords of crypto, please promise that my crypto gains shine, as I shall promise to rise and grind. Amen. My God, that's good. It felt um, profound when I came up with it. It is profound. I feel like it's something that uh, God would hear and he would grant your your wish. The crypto lords are who I am praying to. Um, 
And I truly believe that they will help me realize my crypto gains. And guys, the funny thing is Mike's asking God for help with crypto gains and you're coming to us. So don't worry. We're getting it from the big guy. Yeah. We got some advice for you. And guys, um, trust me, my son, you can follow in my footsteps. We're back to the footsteps in the sand poem again. Uh, so guys, listen, let's do this. Let's help you with crypto. Mike, I think it's time we get into our word of the day. Um, before we do that, oh dear, there is some business we need to handle. We... We introduced a segment last week for listener mail. It was inquiries from around the world. Um, I, the only reason I want to do it now is because it kind of has something to do with our word of the day. Mm. So maybe we can have Tessa run that uh, little jingle segment for us. Initializing segment. Inquiries from around the world. Very international-sounding jingle, Tessa. Well done. Tessa is uh, worldwide. Um, Okay, so sorry to cut you off before the uh, break there, Sean, but I think you'll kind of see why. Before getting to the word of the day, we need to do our listener mail. Um, We got an email at needtotalkpod at gmail.com from a little guy named Dylan at cryptocurrencyteens.com. This is one of the teens. So hold on. Is this this is the second group of teens we've chosen to mentor us? Correct. Okay. They're providing uh, word definitions and things like that for our word of the day. Cryptocurrency teens. Okay, yeah. Dylan. All right, Dylan. What's up? Dylan writes to us. Hey, Sean and Mike. Great start to the par- podcast so far. We feel our definition of blockchain that you used in episode two was spot on. We really feel like we're industry leaders and we're glad you're taking the lead on that. What? How can we be taking the lead? And he's an. His... This is a confusing letter, but keep yeah, in mind okay. he's a teen. Okay, that's true. Yeah, and thanks for the plug. He says, with the niceties out of the way. Jesus. Uh oh. With <laughs> the nice. Like it's about to take a turn for the worst. <laughs> with the niceties out of the way, I noticed something in last week's episode that concerned all of us at cryptocurrencyteens.com. <sighs> okay, what is it? You relied on CNET for your definition of wallet. Okay, well. They didn't have a definition of wallet on CryptocurrencyTeens.com, so we had to go somewhere else. Yeah, if memory serves me, we tried to use the Crypto Teens to define wallet, and they hadn't bothered to put a page up for it, we, so we had to look, outsource it. I feel like we explained all of this last week, and it's just like, we can't... Dylan, my friend, <clears throat> okay, listen, we I don't remember having any kind of exclusivity contract with your definitions, okay? We prefer you. We like you. you you're great kids. You're great and teens. We even prefer you to CNET, but we had to go elsewhere. The, yeah, but the Look, the word of the day was fucking wallet. What do you want us to do about it? I saw nothing on your site about wallets. But... We typed in cryptoteens.com slash wallet and it just said error 404 page not found what do you want me to do at that point i mean look if your website was out of date or something and it's it's fixed now we can check on that um but it wasn't there um okay he goes on you relied on cnet for your definition of wallet why would you do that like literally what the hell are you thinking no one needs the world word wallet defined to them well, that's presumptuous. Um, I beg to differ. Yeah. A lot of people want to know about crypto wallets. Yeah. So. He says everyone knows what a wallet is. We have a wide variety of glossary terms on our site that you could have turned to, but instead you insulted us 
by using a senior citizen-run website like CNET. Oh, who's insulting who now? I know. Fuck you. We don't like old people either. You're insulting us. We hate the elderly. We're trying to love the teens, and they're being mean to us. Are we elderly? Are they fucking with us like, I like mean, we are? We are old enough to be their dads, but that doesn't mean we're old. This is confusing. Okay. You know why they defined wallet? Because they're old. Okay. You don't want to be old, do you? No, we don't. We've explained this. We don't no. want to be old yet. He says, either continue using our site and turning to us as your mentors, or we will be forced to pursue legal actions. Oh my God. Have a wonderful again. day, Dylan. Another fucking lawsuit from another group of teenagers coming our way. I don't think we can actually be sued for not using their website. You know what? I'm not worried about it. There's there's no contracts here. I mean, it was signed. There's no breach of anything. We're just using their site once in a while for a definition. I think that we're doing them a favor, honestly. Yeah, and we don't need to be persuaded. If they would have waited for the next segment, they would see... Guess what, guys? Maybe we're back to using the cryptocurrency teens to help us define the word of the day. Unfucking believable. Okay, whatever. Um, I don't. He starts off nice. It seems like they actually want our support. So I, I just don't want to take this any farther in a negative way. Just so things don't end up like they did with the other teens. You know, this is reminding me of situations I've seen friends in, uh, especially back in like college and stuff like that. I think what we have here is a stage five clinger, as mm. it used to be known. I think that yeah. uh, the crypto teens seem to think that this relationship is more than maybe it really is. Yeah. And uh, for us, this is kind of a casual thing. Like sure. First semester, getting to know one another, having fun. Uh, we're not trying to make you guys, you know, like producers on the show or have any kind of like advertising deal with you we just like to use your site once in a while to define simple crypto terms yeah and it's been good so far so from here on out let's just remove any talk about uh legal action and we can just have a professional relationship going forward yeah and uh if this is your first professional relationship as teens Take it from us. Um, strongly worded letters like that do not go over well. So cut no, the shit. They don't. They could actually end up in a spam folder or something like that. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. You all, you really want to make sure that you're using, first of all, a legitimate email address to send it. And keep your subject line in your email free of spam sounding language. Yeah, don't use capital letters or ca- uh, all caps words or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, sale, sale, sale now, uh, men's arousal pills. Keep that kind of talk out of your emails too because a lot of times that'll get filtered out. Yeah, I'm really sick of actually getting uh, professional emails like that. Um, I would have coworkers like sending me emails saying like, get your dick bigger. And then inside the body, it just says like, hey, Michael, what do you want for your lunch order today? Yeah, and I remember I was I when I was a younger man I used to try to send my boss important work stuff, but sometimes I would make the subject line like doctors hate this guy parentheses does size matter and, right. and you know it would be about looking for a hard drive of a particular size to sure. use um, but because of the way I had worded it you know, yeah, sometimes they don't get back to you or like, in yeah, a, if we if had an assistant urgent. who never had the right size hard drive, he had health issues. Doctors did hate him because he was always bothering them. And uh, that kind of stuff just made it tough to communicate. Yeah. So anyway, guys, there's a lesson for you. Instead, just say, like, would you like your hard drive to be bigger? So at least that there's just something in the subject <laughs> line that alludes to the issue that you have. 
Yeah, exactly. Be specific. Uh, um, that's a little piece of advice from the Rising Grand from Boys. From the crypto guys. Yeah, yeah. the Rising Grand Boys, the T-Boys. Um, T-E-A boys, by the way, when you guys are tweeting at us, please spell the word T. T-E-A. We've had some trouble in the past with just T boys. That's a different thing. Yeah, I, I stopped. I was that. actually thinking about this, and it might be helpful. You can call us the Green Tea Boys, the Black Teen Boys, the Ice Tea Boys. Yeah, anything, something like that. Just um, it helps if you preface it with uh, a color or a uh, temperature a tea varietal. Or yeah, something. that would be great. Yeah. All right. Is there any more mail in there, Mike? That is the end of listener mail. One of these days, we're going to get some mail that's really positive, and I look forward to that. Yeah, and please, guys, you can send us questions. We're happy to help. Um, we got a question last week. It was great. We um, yeah, This was a classic question, too. Should I buy should the I Ethereum? Buy Ethereum? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Perfect question. That was tailor-made for the crypto guys. Send us that stuff. Um, so we're going to close out listener mail, but... Since we're in the mail section of the show, we're going to jump right on in to the blockchain. Tessa, take that away, please. Initializing segment. You're on the blockchain. Hmm. Thank you, Tessa. You never know what you're going to get with Tessa and these jingles. They are all very... uh different from one another yeah they're eclectic i like it it um it just makes us feel like a more like well-rounded diverse fun kind of show yeah or just a complete mess but uh you <laughs> yeah. know whatever <laughs> maybe there's no running theme through it other than her voice and that's about it but yeah. thank you tessa thank you tessa all right let's do the blockchain so uh so the update on this is last week we got a another very strongly worded uh email from tarnished angel 89 at earthlink.net we originally put her on the blockchain, um, but we took it back because Can we, we explain what the blockchain is. Sure. Yeah. Why don't you do that? So the blockchain is a segment we just started last week. If you guys missed that episode, this is uh, when we get negative uh, tweets or negative emails to us that just make us feel bad and they're kind of toxic. Mike and I have started something called the blockchain, which means we will block you. Correct. You are blocked from contacting yeah. us. Uh and so, you know, last week, you know, Mike, I'll let you pick this up, but someone named Tarnished Angel 89 at Earthlink was kind of insulting. Yeah, they uh, critiqued us and we did not like that. Now, people might say, well, why didn't you put the cryptocurrency teens and Dylan into the blockchain? And because they threatened legal action against us and we are not going to fuck with them. Um, Tarnished Angel 89, however, did not threaten legal action and he or she... Uh, tore us down. She or he hated the show. They said we need to do a better job and not call ourselves experts. It's rude. They were put on the blockchain, but there was a uh, contingency or something. There's an like, olive branch that Mike decided to offer this tarnished yes. angel. We said if in one week from being put on the blockchain, you can produce nudes of Elon Musk for us. The man we'd like to see nude. The man <laughs> that Sean and I would absolutely love to see nude. <laughs> Elon Musk. Yeah. Um, then you will be off the blockchain forever. That was and you your get a, ticket. You could even send us a mean email again. If you provide nude photos of Elon Musk, 
They you, don't even have to be full frontal. No, I'll take they can him, be, you know, nude from the back, walking into a back into his hotel, you know, in Mexico or something. Yeah, it could like be his butt is out. It could be a uh, real long lens, and the penis can be even a little bit pixelated or something. But we need an outline of something. We need shapes. It needs um, to be provable nudes. Uh, yeah. You know, like proof of life. We need proof of nude. If if it's a satellite photo of him sunbathing on a yacht face down, but no trunks on, you're off the blockchain. Just give us something. Just give us something. But you did not deliver Tarnished Angel 89 at earthlink.net. So the blockchain is where you shall stay. Tessa, lock her up in the blockchain. Initializing segment. You're on the blockchain. And as a world record, we are finally getting to the word of the day at minute 30 something. About to be 33 by my count. But Guys, we um, we're trying to be on schedule. This is part of the rise and grind ethos. And we're kind of blowing it today, but also we kind of had to blow Mark Wahlberg, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, and if you look at his schedule, I think you'll agree that ours is not quite as crazy as that. You know, we're, no, it's, no. That, that's a tough one. We're beginners. We might be a couple minutes behind on our word of the day, but at least we're not wolfing down three turkey burgers in front of you right now. No, we're literally not eating anything right now. We're the tea boys. We're drinking our tea. Mm-hmm. We have a little glass of water on the side. That's it. This is where Sean and I are in a cutting phase of our uh, workout routine. Mm-hmm. We were slamming food, um, lots of eggs yesterday, but the bulk the bulk phase is over. We're cutting right now. Yeah, we actually had a fun uh, game we we played to get those eggs. We dressed up as foxes and entered a hen house. Uh, pre-stocked with eggs, of course. Yeah, I like to, um, when I'm in my bulk phase, I like to ask my girlfriend, I say, every day is Easter. She hides eggs all over the yeah. yard, my she's house. The bunny. She she's the Easter bunny. I put her in little ears. She puts stuff. I I'll find eggs weeks later. They're tucked into my dress shoes or something like that. Right, and right. They're still good though because they're in the shell. Um, should we get to the word of the day, Sean? Yeah, let's do the word of the day. We've been waiting for this one, guys. The word of the day is Bitcoin. Bitcoin, the big boy, the bad boy, the OG coin. That is right. We've we've laid the groundwork for you guys, right? We've discussed cryptocurrency, the blockchain, the real one, not the one that we made up for our show, mm. where we lock people up for good. Yeah, this we've, is the actual blockchain, the crypto blockchain. That is right. We've discussed wallets. You know where to keep your coins. And finally, we're talking about a coin. The big one. This is the bad boy. This is the Hulk Hogan of coins. This is the Barry Obama of coins. This is the one. This is the world's best coin. The world's best coin. Actually, I wanted to clarify something. On episode one, uh, I've been getting a lot of flack for this on my personal Twitter. Um, I said, we were talking a little bit about Bitcoin, and I said, uh, you know, the biggest, the best, well, no longer the best. And I kind of just let that lay there. Yeah. What I meant is something we're going to talk about later, which is um, there are coins that are a little easier and um, the technology is better. Bitcoin Hmm. is still the biggest, most popular coin. So in that way, maybe it is still the best. Yeah, see, I was going to correct you, but I did not know 
that. Yeah. So I could. I was talking more you. about its utility. You know, there are coins that uh, the technology is just newer. Bitcoin's from like 2009. Yeah, you see people talking about Bob Coin or Shibu Inu Coin, Doge Coin, a Doge Coin, a Hoge Coin. Yeah, you see all these go coins. Go for Coin. Yeah, Go for Coin. We've talked about that. Um, the Bitcoin. I just it's kind of uh, not in people's mouths as much anymore, and that's I mm-hmm. think maybe what you were getting at. Yeah, it was, it was mostly a mouth thing I was talking about. But So let's define Bitcoin. This is our word of the day. Okay, as we know, um, Bitcoin was invented by a mysterious guru named Satoshi Nakamoto. No one knows who this person is. He or she or they, they could be a group. It was in, uh, They created it in 2008. Um, and the idea is that it's a uh, digital cryptocurrency of sorts <laughs> yes <laughs> if uh, you haven't heard that word before go back to episode one yeah i feel like um redefining that would be pointless uh now but bitcoin i believe is a cryptocurrency it's the big one um what else do we the know about this? The audience can tell that we have a very deep understanding sure, of Bitcoin yeah. at this point. So my my knowledge of Bitcoin is that it came around in 2008, sort of um, at a time when banks were failing and the trust in the financial system was at an all-time low. You know, mm-hmm. people had lost their savings and their homes because these banks had been leveraging their mortgages and, you know, making bad investments with their money. Hmm. Um, and basically, some guy named Satoshi Nakamoto said... Enough bullshit, I'm going to make a coin. And what did he do? He made a coin. He made this one coin, um, and it's just taken the world by storm. It's the best coin. It's the biggest coin. It costs a hell of a lot of money. Yes, it is an expensive coin, although that was not always the case. Right. Um, Let's get into what our really good friends and um, peers at Cryptocurrency Teens have to say about Bitcoin, just so they know we're using their definitions and things like that. Let's make Dylan happy. Dylan, um, this is for you, bud. This is from your website. He says, Bitcoin was created with the purpose of allowing users to store, send, and receive money without the involvement of any banks or credit card companies. How true is that, though? Because I think we've discussed Mm. this before, that I still need money to buy bitcoin i need fiat money i need cash i need a bank account you need literally a credit card or a bank account in order to buy this stuff so it's kind of like you know it's tough i i'm very excited about crypto and i know that i'm going to be rich but when i when i hear these things i am a little confused i would like there to be a um not to go after the teens at cryptocurrencyteens.com there needs to be a much more um, specific definition of these things. Because mm-hmm. right now, I know we can overcome all this stuff, but I feel like they're trying to take us for a ride by telling me I don't need a bank to get Bitcoin. Yeah, and nothing could be further from the truth. If it is the only truth. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't have a bank account, you're not getting any Bitcoin. Um, that's just kind of that. Yeah. So this, um, to move on, we'll fi- we'll figure that out. I think... Maybe the idea is that Bitcoin is the only currency out there and somehow you can get your hands on it. Maybe they need physical coins. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, the idea behind this sort of decentralized, unbankable coin uh, that leaves the institutions of finance out of it. 
It's beloved by a lot of people with really good sort of humanitarian track records. You can see yeah. it's been endorsed by, I think we've got it listed there, uh, Steve Bannon loves yeah, this stuff. The, the John Ron, Birch Society. The Ron Pauls of the world. Um, yeah. Some of America's greatest intellects and brightest minds. Yeah, good guys like Elon Musk. Um Really good guys like Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. Um, these Humanity's kind of, best and brightest. Yeah. If these guys are pushing it, then I trust them. But I would just like a little bit more clarity when it comes down to the idea that I don't need money to get these things because I need money. I need money and I want money. And let's be honest, the only reason I'm even getting into this is because I want more money. That's right. I want to turn all the money I have into much more money than it is. Yeah, and I'm hoping that by giving it to the Bitcoin, the Bitcoin will somehow give me back more because I'm told a lot of people are getting rich that way, and that's what the podcast is about. Yeah, we're going to get rich, babes. Yeah, so guys, stick with us. We're, we're working through it. Uh, just follow along with our game plan as we figure this out, and you two will get rich too, I promise you. Yeah. promise you. But this is not advice. Um, we would never give you guys advice. I would say it's a pretty smart move to take whatever money you have and put it into bitcoin right this second it's the difference between like if you were to go to a financial advisor or your accountant and spend a, a session with them saying okay i've got this money what should i do with it where would i put it so they would be able to give you financial advice so mike and i are more like uh you know, you go to the urinal at a Dodgers game and a guy in a trench coat kind of sidles up yeah. next to you and whispers in your ear like, hey, you got some cash? And hey, pal. Like, yeah, I got some cash. You should buy some Bitcoin with that cash. Oh, you think I should, huh? But before he can answer, he's already shaking it and he's walking away. He's gone. He disappears into his trench coat. Yeah. It so, could have been Satoshi Nakamoto. And for you all you never know. Known. Yeah, so that's more like what we're doing. It's not financial advice, but it is sort of like urinal tips. Yeah, um, from a man in a coat. Yeah, I you know I love seeing urinal tips, um, <laughs> especially from really from men in coats. Um, the men who stare at coats. The <laughs> starring urinal tips. Yeah, very nice, very nice. Um, Okay, also from the cryptocurrency teens, this is kind of the last part of the definition, and this is just what makes Bitcoin so exciting. Bitcoin isn't controlled by a person, company, or government, exclamation point. Bitcoin is actually run by its global community of users, like all of you out there. Kind of like cocaine. Yeah, it's uh, there's <laughs> no central cocaine uh, body that is the regulator in yeah. it is local farmers yeah the government doesn't get to talk it doesn't get to tell you uh, how much you can have or what you can do it's just sort of traded among its enthusiasts this right? is one of the reasons i am absolutely against legalized drugs i don't want to get my cocaine from the government no nope. i want it from, get out uncle Sam. i want it from the local guy down the street the guy that with the cocoa leaves in his backyard and next to Mark Wahlberg's turkey coop. I, I like my stuff to be uh, locally sourced and I just, I don't want to have to go to the Capitol building whenever I want to do coke. Yeah, exactly. And that's one of the reasons that Mike and I and a lot of guys who are into crypto like us, we just hate regulation, you know? Yeah. Like take cocaine as a perfect example. Uh, without the government meddling and screwing around with the recipes for co cocaine, You'll get uh, great Coke a lot of times with fentanyl in it, a lot of times with all kinds of bonuses that yeah. the government would be regulating out of there. It's you, better to have an unregulated market. Absolutely. I think that you would be paying way extra for the fentanyl or any of the stuff that they're adding in there when mm -hmm. my local guy, my neighbor, my the guy who I'm 
happy to have watch my kids if I ever have kids one day. Sure. I want to get my cocaine from him. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Uncle Sam, keep your hands off of these markets. This is why crypto is exciting. Mike's right. This is why Bitcoin has lured in these visionaries like Steve Bannon, the John Birch Society, Ron mm -hmm. Paul. Uh, these guys understand finance. They understand how money works, and they can see that this is the future. Yeah, and speaking of the future, I would like to talk about the present right now. Uh, and in this present, I would like to talk about something Sean and I did in the past. Oh my, this is quite a mind fuck. Okay. We Yesterday, for some exciting news to give you guys, Sean and I have purchased Bitcoin. Do, 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 do. That word of the day is Bitcoin. That's right. We got Bitcoin. Now, we uh, were a little, let's just call it sticker shock when we yeah. uh, saw the price of this coin. Now, this, did this you, one coin. did you have buyer's remorse? Uh, I, well, yes, because let me tell you, I, I, I'm happy that we bought the coin, but one Bitcoin, it turns out, uh, we, we had brought, you know, 15 bucks each, figured how much could this thing be? Turns out a Bitcoin's actually about $42,000 right now. Yeah. So we said, Woo, well, we said, well, what's the least amount we could get? We looked it up. We figured, okay, one, it must be one. Yeah, we were hoping to get uh, a couple hundred bitcoins, but obviously yeah. at that price tag, we had to pool our resources and get one. I sold uh, my car uh, on Carfax. Mike made some sacrifices as well. Yeah, I've. Um, we had to sell the uh, bunny costume for the. Easter everyday ceremony that I like to do. Um, there's lots of stuff. I had to get rid of my satellite TV and the TV that was it was plugged into. Um, yeah. But we pooled our resources, and we are just so happy to say we bought one Bitcoin. Do we want to tell them about the sort of uh, the the raffle where we uh, raffled off the opportunity to beat us up with bats? <laughs> Uh, at a local high school, and boy, a lot of kids brought money. A lot yeah, of kids. a lot of kids brought money. Um, it didn't put too much. It didn't put too much of a dent in the price of it. It more dented us. Yeah. Um, high school kids. We should have went to Beverly Hills High to auction this off. Yeah. We should have went to um, one of the crossroads or yeah, something like that. We actually chose an inner city school known for producing athletes. And uh, let's just say it was a tough day. It was a very difficult, not a lot of money, but quite a lot of bruising. And, and there were uh, strong abrasions. kids. Um, the kids were pretty strong. But at the end of the day, um, you you take your lickens and you keep on ticking and we we got a bitcoin out of it i mean yeah yeah and i will say too uh what's interesting about the bitcoin market right now is it's never gone down before until now and so mike and i were willing to take that beating and sell our cars and our bunny costumes because we just saw this incredible opportunity to do what we mm -hmm. always preach buy the dip we bought the dip we took the advice of ourselves that we've been giving out to the listeners each week now. We bought the dip, and I am so relieved and happy, Sean, that we did not start this podcast two months ago. Oh, just to watch the dip of our To money. watch the dip and the amount of beatings that you and I would have had to take to buy <sighs> yeah. one 
Bitcoin that cost sixty thousand dollars, the price that it was. It at. would have been another day or two down at the high school. There was we, a long line of kids that were did not get the chance to beat us. There were kids who weren't even athletes who beat the shit out of us. There was young kids there. I'm actually convinced, looking at some of those kids, that a couple of them got in line twice. I feel like we shouldn't have asked the baseball team because they thought it was just. They're allowed to bring bats and sure. the, uh, the equipment. Um, One of them beat me with a catcher's mitt. Yeah, that was sweet relief after a little while. I have to tell you, it really was. I was glad that that relief pitcher came in and yeah, beat me with that, his mitt. That uh, catcher's mitt slapping me on the back in the face was kind of just like a wet washcloth after yeah. all the bat hitting. <laughs> that um, was kind of like a meditation zone for me that it I got was. into. I'm also wondering if maybe kids from other schools got involved. Like, how many kids could there possibly have been at that school LA, for that to go on as long as it did? Los Angeles public schools have lots of children in them. Um, but hey, we we were able to take that money, put it into our bank account. We took all the cash, walked down to the bank. Uh, they put it in the cash drawer. It became digital. We bought our one Bitcoin and... I couldn't be happier. Yeah, and also the journey's been great for the audience, guys, because we explained crypto, we bought a wallet, and now on episode four, we've put a coin in the wallet. So you can see we're we're pushing this thing forward. And if you guys are following along, you hopefully have done the same thing as well. Yeah, and we'll uh, shout out our uh, Bitcoin wallet address at the end of the show. And if you guys want to donate or track our progress, uh, we would be happy for you to come on this journey with us. Please, yeah, send us crypto. Um, what should we do now? I think maybe Tessa has another segment lined up for us. Okay, Tessa, what do you got for us next? Initializing segment, summoning the crypto keeper. Idiots, it is I, the Crypto Keeper, back again to take the souls of the dearly crypto departed. Tell me, have you two fucking morons made one goddamn cent on this podcast so far? Well, not yet, but we will. Does not surprise me. Okay. Never you mind. We have business to attend to. Are you ready for a poem? Not really, but go ahead. When the Crypto Keeper is awakened, it means a crypto soul has been forsaken. The comedy world has lost a titan. But the Cryptoverse is also frightened because the TV father to a girl named Michelle is now telling me jokes down here in hell. Bob Saget, the crypto keeper. Yeah. Okay, we're the organs, the organs. We're fucking four get out of here. episodes in, and he's like, how much money have you made? God, we barely got a wallet last week, dickhead. Leave us alone. We spent $43,000 on a Bitcoin. I find myself wishing and praying that no one else from the cryptoverse will die, because every time this guy comes around, he's a fucking rude asshole. And, and he s- makes me feel bad about what we're doing on the show. Speaking of that, Sean, 
how is Bob Saget involved in the cryptoverse? And why is he in hell? I guess let's back it up to your question yeah. first. That seems more answerable. Uh, so Bob Saget uh, actually has a coin named after him. He does? Maybe. Yeah, I'm aware of a Bob Saget coin. Maybe that's why the crypto keeper decided to... Let me look this up. Bring him into this. I'm searching. Okay. All right. Okay, yes, I see. It's called Bob. Oh, we mentioned Bob earlier. I didn't know that that was Bob Saget's coin. So he's... Did Bob invent this coin, or is it named in his honor? Um, the only thing I can see from my research is... This... Honestly, this just might be the Crypto Keeper um, exploiting the death of a beloved comic. It feels like a stretch for him. Yeah, because... There is a Bob coin, B-O-B. It's uh, traded on the Binance Smart Chain, which is, um, it's another one of these platforms. We can maybe get into it later, but Mm -hmm. Binance Smart Chain is, um, it's like an Ethereum or something like that. Mm -hmm. I think it's just a platform. Guys, this is advanced stuff. We're going to get to this in another episode or two. This is kind of... Platforms, networks, Ethereum's, gas fees. Don't worry about this now. We're going to talk about it later. But what I'm seeing is that there are multiple coins uh, under the moniker of BOB for Bob. There's SpongeBob, which is also Mm. Bob. There's Bobcats. There's BobCoin. There's Boys of Basement Token. Also called Bob. There's Boys of the Basement? That sounds a little creepy. Yeah, maybe the Crypto Keeper should talk about those freaks instead. Um, Don't tempt him. Brother of Brother of Bezos. Now that sounds like a good one. Oh yeah, Billy Bob. But this sounds like um, he, the crypto keeper, is just being mean to Bob Saget. It feels like no one in their right mind would would when they hear Bob Saget think, "Oh, the crypto guy." Yeah, this is fucked up. And Tessa, I don't want to get into it with you, but can we? If you if you insist on having the crypto keeper stay around, <laughs> if you insist, can if you're gonna summon him when stuff happens, can you please, for the love of God, just summon him when someone actually connected to the <laughs> to crypto, crypto world. world? Yeah, I feel like this is a good moment for us to have sort of a, a debrief here on on what segments are and how the show works. And yeah. so Tessa, we have nothing but respessa for you. <laughs> I T E S. <laughs> T-E-E. R-E-S-P-E-C-T-E-S-S-A-U. But I will say, Mike and I are always, you know, once a week trapped in this room by you to record uh, these episodes and produce this. And if you could just leave the abusive crypto keeper until he's really, really needed, we would appreciate that. Because he's a fucking prick to us. And And, it kind of throws us off And this is like sad too, because... Bob Saget passed away three weeks ago. There's no reason for the crypto keeper to humiliate this poor dead this man. This poor dead weeks man. Weeks later, apropos of nothing. Yeah, of know. a coin named Bob. Yeah, I think this is a huge stretch. Uh, okay, look, since it's come up, we want to give our best wishes to the Saget family. Yeah. We are very sorry. Bob Saget's obviously beloved uh, comedian, very funny, very, you know, he's a great guy. It's sad to see him go. 
Um, one of the things that's saddest too is he was a tall guy, and I just like don't. Mm. It's sad when tall guys die. Well, it's like when the mightiest tree in the forest is felled by a lumberjack after right. all these years. When the tallest man falls, it makes the greatest sound. Yes, the ground shudders, and the uh, animals that lived in his hair and up about his shoulders uh, have to find a new man to climb up and live in. Yeah. Um. So, Crypto Keeper, you've been warned. By those of us who are living on Mother Earth. <laughs> this is like a battle of the realms at this point. Yeah. We've this... got the digital realm with Tessa. We've got the crypto. The afterworld. Yeah. The hell, whatever, wherever he comes from. Those of us on Terra Firma would like you to just, let's just reel it in a little bit. Um, it just feels rude to me. Feels rude, crude. And I'm not all about that dude. Let's move the fuck on. I'm not that kind of dude. Let's, maybe you and I can chat with Tessa. Let's run a commercial. Yeah. We have a new sponsor this week. Um, let's just do that and we can maybe get our house in order. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, we'll see you after these brief messages from our sponsor. Bad, bad, bad. Bye bye. Tides have been real tough lately, haven't they? Feels like you haven't laughed in a billion years. The world just seems more blue, doesn't it? Well, did you ever think it's because your old pals weren't around? You know, the guys you told to go away. Bet you wish you could undo it, huh? Bet you feel like we weren't so bad after all, huh? Well, today might be your lucky day. Because we have good news for you. Clouds are back! That's right, it's the return of clouds. And we're here to stay, ding-dongs. Can't wish us away again. Yeah, you forgot us. But clouds don't hold grudges. Well, not all clouds. It is true, you did hurt our feelings. But that's okay. Say, did you know that clowns are in really good shape? Clowns can run for hours. How far can you run? Bet not as far as me. <laughs> Did you know that we have a poisonous rattlesnake? It's in our magic trunk, and if you leave us behind again, we'll make you open it. <laughs> Don't be scared. Clouds love jokes. But this isn't a joke. You better tell all your friends that clouds are back. And this time, the joke's on you. Welcome back to We Need to Talk About Crypto. Uh, Mike, can I ask you a question? Yeah, I'm af I am know what it is, and I'm afraid of what it's going to be. It's just the simple, why our show? Why are, why are these sponsors attracted to us? Um, this is an amazing question, Sean. One that I hope we figure out. We've been threatened to be sued by being paid for an advertisement. We've... Um, MailGimp has paid us money. At least they actually, you know, the check actually cleared from those guys. Um, I know. Are these guys giving us funny money or something? Well, the other question would be, what is this a commercial for? Where did clowns go? <laughs> Were clowns missing? They're they're back. Is it just these specific clowns? These two clowns, or is it like? All clowns are now returning because the world is sad because of what COVID and the death of democracy, and now clowns are gonna come in. Is um, I feel like this is now we've been threatened by teens mm -hmm. with a lawsuit. 
these clowns, I don't know if they're threatening us, but we've had two like direct <laughs> I would threat. say that by the end of the of what the clowns were saying, it felt menacing. Yeah, it was abs- <laughs> they I'm learning that clowns can run far. Um, yeah. Well, there's like no reason for the clowns to brag about their own physical prowess unless they're kind of pointing out that they could overpower you. Right. It is kind of like we are not um, all bark with no bite. It's saying like we will. They have a snake. They'll it'll they bite you. They have a you. snake in a trunk, and I think they didn't mention it specifically, but I felt like I heard a gun cocking at the end. Yeah, I hope it's just one where a little flag comes out that says "bang" and that's it. But we don't promote violence. I know um, Sean and I got the shit kicked out of us to make money, but that was a transaction, and we all all parties agreed to that. We needed the Bitcoin, and we signed up for that. Um, the the I don't want to like dwell on this because I feel like every commercial I know it just we could just get sucked into it like yeah. this. But I do want to mention. It was weird to me that like it sounded like someone wished them away almost in like a like a fantasy book. Yeah, and there's also or a horror book perhaps. I don't know um how they got in touch with us. I'm sure it was through our beautiful, wonderful producer Tessa, but we have they didn't leave a website or a phone number or a place to Nothing. reach them. They're just back. Clowns are back apparently. I Which would, is good news. I mean, I, I like guess I like, I to like laugh. clowns. I like to laugh. I like clowns. Um, I certainly never wished them away. So if there's any kind of a grudge, don't right. come looking at me. I've yeah, always yeah. been okay with clowns. Yeah, me too. Um, maybe we should just... There's um, Elon Musk news. Let's, Let's move it along. Yeah, yeah, so our next segment here, guys, we like to check in on crypto magnate and uh, world tycoon Elon Musk in a little segment we like to call... Initializing Segment. From Musk till dawn. All right, welcome everybody to another week of From Musk till dawn. Mike, what is our Elon Musk story this week? Uh, the story this week is uh, in the Guardian, and it is titled "Cat on a Hot Satellite Dish." Elon Musk's Starlink antenna hits surprise problem. Uh, basically, the gist of the story is that. Elon Musk, the uh, genius man who runs the world, he has invented this thing called Starlink, which is a bunch of satellites that um, pollute our sky or litter Mm. our sky. Sure. Um, Space junk. It's space junk. And is it... um, is it supposed to be kind of like universal Wi-Fi or something like that? Yeah, I think Starlink is, uh, like most of our internet these days, runs on physical wires mm-hmm. to Wi-Fi routers. But right. what Elon's trying to do in his infinite wisdom is have the internet just work by satellite. And so in so remote he, places, people can have a dish, blah, blah, blah. Sure. So he basically invented DirecTV. Yes. Yeah. This is what we call dish theory. It's the idea that you can decentralize a broadcast of some sort. Right. Yeah. Dish theory is, um, it's, um, it's like what they uh, do in Spain. You know, everyone gets little dishes and it allows Mm. kind of everyone to share and stuff like that. It's also been called, uh, the tapas. Tapas uh, theory. Yeah. Dish theory, tapas theory. It depends what, uh, part of the country you're in. Um, so Elon Musk has this satellite network in the sky and he has satellite dishes down on the ground. And again, in his infinite wisdom, 
he installed heating uh, self-heating elements into these satellite dishes um, mm-hmm. because in a lot of these rural areas where people can't get wired internet, they need the dish. And in a lot of those areas, they get lots of snow and bad weather and snow can freeze your satellite dish and screw up your internet connection and the self-heating element melts the snow away. Yeah, um, so you're getting so you're getting internet year round no matter what the weather is like. Exactly. Yeah. Very well said. This is a, just another brilliant move by Elon Musk. Someone said, "These dishes are getting so cold, we can't get the signal." And he said, "Why don't you just put a heater in? Put them? a heater in it, guy. You know, people. Um, I know Directv and some of these other companies. They like to say they invented getting internet through satellite, and mm-hmm. it is true. Look, they've been around some of these companies for thirty years." But they did not invent the heater. Yeah, these dishes were cold. That's famously people complaining in the wintertime. My direct TV doesn't work. My direct TV is cold. I'm only getting snow on the TV. Yeah, this is where the saying came from. There's snow on my television screen. Yeah, it's because the snow was coming through the satellite. Um, Elon Musk invented heaters. Yeah, he did. Amazing. This is like... There's the wheel, there's sliced bread, and then there's heating the satellite dishes so the signal works all of the year. But we've run into an issue again, which I think is maybe part of the um, news media's... Uh, they, they like to slander Elon Musk. And mm. the, the point of this story is that, yes, while he did invent heaters, cats are now sleeping on the satellite dishes because they're very warm. And when cats sleep on your satellite dish, they block out the signal. Now people are getting cats on their TV, and everyone knows cats got bad reviews. They don't want to watch cats anymore. Um, So instead of getting snow, you're getting cats. But this sounds to me, Sean, like it's a cute problem to have. Yeah. This does not need to be written up in the world's greatest newspaper, The Guardian. Well, any cat owner will tell you, and perhaps Mr. Musk should have seen this coming, that Cats love a saucer. You know, cats love a dish, particularly if there's milk or tuna fish in there. Hmm. So I would advise uh, anyone who's having cat problems with their Starlink dish, check it for tuna, maybe. See if there's any sort of uh, cream up there, anything Mm -hmm. like that that could be attracting the cats to your dish. You know what I think he should maybe do is make the satellite dishes convex instead of concave. Yeah, If a cat jumps up there, it will slide right off. Slide right off. And a satellite dish... It's in that concave shape. Once the snow melts, you just have a pool of water in there. Mm. Birds will come and bathe themselves That's in it. That's exactly right. If, if not cats in the winter, we're going to have sparrows and larks in the summer. Just yeah. bathing and having fun. Um, the dish shape is long due for an overhaul, I think. Yeah, I think um, either completely flat or he might even be able to... I guess cats can still sit on anything that's flat. What about... <laughs> Those spikes that they put on over oh. doorways above restaurants yeah, or to keep a lamp the homeless post. people off of benches. I was and... thinking birds, but <laughs> oh, sure, <laughs> yeah, the other urban menace. Yeah, <laughs> yes, um, the way people put spikes to keep homeless birds off of roofs and things like that. Hmm. Um, maybe, uh, maybe oh, here's heat a, the here's spikes. A, yeah, here's a thought. Well, heating the spikes is a great idea, but sometimes you'll see to keep birds away. A sort of a facsimile of a of a of an owl or a bird of prey, hmm. a, a dummy owl, like a plastic one. Maybe they could put a plastic dog on these uh, oh, to scare the cats off. Make the satellite in the shape of a dog. Done. It's done. Yeah. Elon, I know you're into Dogecoin. You love dogs. How about 
a Shiba Inu shaped satellite dish. <laughs> it connects to Starlink. You're gonna double your sales in a week. This easily. is gonna be huge, Buku Box baby. Come on, I mean Starlink. Look, it's a great idea. You know what everyone likes to do when they go out and look at an undisturbed night sky? They love watching a grid of satellites go by. Just you drift on by. Yeah. Like, I, I saw this when I was camping. There was 30 satellites just traveling across the sky in a perfect row. And I thought, man, I wanted to see that and not the Milky Way. Mm-hmm. And just, you know what I always like seeing is any display of man's savaging of nature. Yeah, it just lets me know that... We're on top. This goes back to the theory of the ancients and stuff we discussed at the beginning. It's the reason that we crow at the rooster. We crow. We crow. At the rooster. <laughs> we get up. We let him know who's up first. And this is just telling nature, sit the fuck down. Yeah, I think you know, we're here now. Back off, Elon Musk. Shoo the cats away if you have a problem until he updates the, the design. It's kind of that simple. The Guardian... I'm going to have the Crypto Keeper summon, be summoned to go after you one of these days. Yeah, let's hope. We'll see you in the crypt. Well, uh, yeah, so anyway, guys, that's a cute problem to have. Obviously, we're sure that the Musk Man, uh, our hero, our mentor uh, from another Tentor, because we've never actually <laughs> met him, he'll, he'll get right on this and he'll fix it. Yeah, um, I guess we have one little segment to do. This is where Sean and I like to take a break in the show from... Just going on and on about investing and bitcoins and crypto. Yeah. Um, this is a little segment called Buy the Dip. Tessa, please. Initializing segment. Buy the Dip. Well, welcome to Buy the Dip, the segment where Michael and I will buy a different food dip and try it. This is named after, of course, the investment strategy of buying the dip when a, uh, an asset drops in value. You want to buy, 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 baby. Something we did with Bitcoin this we, week. We bought that dip. And this week we bought another dip. Uh, we got spinach artichoke dip. Ooh, that sounds decadent. It's very decadent. And the fun thing about this one is we're getting kind of a double trouble two for one special. This dip can be eaten both hot or cold. Are we double dipping today? We're going to double dip. So we've got two dishes here. One, hot spinach dip. The other one, cold spinach dip. And we are going to try them both. And what are we uh, dipping into these dips? This appears to be some sort of a little toast uh, mini cracker. Um, these are uh, baguettes. I are they crispy baguettes? Crispy, crispy baguette. By uh, Bob chip. Saget. By, by, this is in honor of Bob Saget. We are going to eat a crispy baguette. Okay. Um, so maybe I'll try, because we have two bowls here. I'll, I'll try the cold version. Yeah, and, and then maybe pass it you... over here. I think we should do them both at the same. Okay, yeah. You yeah. know, that we way don't... we can compare notes. We can't cross these streams over here, so. Well, if I'm talking hot dip and you're talking cold, they're going to get so confused. Okay. It's salty. That's the first note I'm getting. Okay, salt note. This is cold. Right out of the refrigerator. We have an office fridge in here where we keep our dips and stuff. Mmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It well, might be... I'm skeptical that this should be served cold. I don't know if it should be served cold. I'm getting a lot of... Uh, Maybe more mayo than spinach or something <laughs> yeah. like that. This feels like something um, that should certainly be warmed up. I, I don't think this is a good cold dip. No, I'd, I'm um, going to give this a don't buy the dip. 
Don't buy the dip cold. Don't don't try the dip cold. Don't try the dip cold. You have to buy it cold. It does not come hot. That's true. This bowl is hot. Um, My fingers hurt. Mike is holding a scalding hot bowl full of dip. Um, I've lost the fingerprints on my left hand. (laughs) And now... They're stuck to the bowl. Well, now you can commit a murder and worry, uh, well, worry not about being caught. <laughs> this um, is actually scaring me to bite because... <laughs> it is so hot. This dip is like molten spinach dip right now. Okay. I'm going to blow on it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't as hot on the mouth as it was on the fingers. I think the dish was hot. Mm, yeah, the dip is actually okay. It's actually much less salty. Um, let me get that hot dip again. Yeah, yeah. So you notice now that Mike and I are going back for more of the dip, mm-hmm. which means that we must like it. I, would you, I too will have seconds. Would you, um, oh, here, I'm going to, I see a nice chunk of artichoke in there. I'm gonna this try. is just what they call good radio. I'm going to try to Two guys that just out. passing back and forth a dip, chewing into the mic. Mm-hmm. This is the audience's favorite segment, if the tweets are to be believed. And this was heated up in the office microwave. Mm-hmm. It's under the desk. Hmm. Um, now, it's interesting. The first chip, baguette chip I had was not so stale. But I feel like the second, the next, the second and third were. Yeah, the one that I just ate was pretty much like a packing peanut level of crunch. <laughs> really just like not that good. Yeah. I'm going to do one more scoop here. Um, what are you going to do with the cold dip? Are you going to put it back in the jar? Are you going to toss that shit in the trash? Hmm. You know, the cold dip I probably will throw away, uh, or maybe just scatter around the yard for wildlife to eat. I don't think it's worth, um, putting back in the jar. I don't think so either. So guys, you can find this dip, um, at, I think, Trader Joe's. And if not, try another store. There's, there's spinach dip all over the place. So far, Trader Joe's has been four for four on providing our dips. Um, last time it was a cookie from Trader Joe's, but the dip was, act, the, the the dipping implement was a cookie, but the dip was actually just tea, which was we've not. Gotten, yeah, we've gotten some feedback uh, about that. A lot of people saying that's just a dunk, tea is a drink, mm-hmm. you don't dip in a drink. Um, go fuck yourselves is kind of our opinion on that. Yeah, I, I feel like if you had messaged us on our official Twitter account or Gmail, you would have been subjugated to the blockchain mm-hmm. but since you did it on our personal accounts we will just unfriend you Sean um, and Mike you have gone on long enough now tell me what have you learned today I feel like this is actually one of the times she's right this is one of our yeah, longer episodes long. uh, this is why Tessa is our producer she's Pro- keeping us on track producer extraordinaire Tessa disembodied woman i can't tell if you know if she's on our side or not but in this case i will accept her judgment she kept us in the line what did we learn today sean <sighs> okay well we learned what bitcoin is which is uh, a lot more expensive than mike <laughs> yeah. and i thought uh, we paid for that with our bodies we paid for that with our bank accounts but we are now one bitcoin owners um that i think is the favorite thing i learned this week is that we own bitcoin um we learned that even though they're in high school, 
high school athletes on baseball teams are incredibly powerful young human beings. Don't underestimate kids. And if you're looking to raise funds, I would suggest, um, just based on Mike and I's experiences, don't um, invite people to hurt you. No, I think that there are better ways. We could have... um, we could have done sex with people. We could mm, have sold have been smarter. We could have sold more ads on our show. Um, and on that note, we learned clowns are vengeful and that they went away to some place and now they're back. Yeah, I was going to say the most Im- disturbing part of it uh, is that they're back. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I hope that we don't ever have to learn anything more about that particular storyline. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we also learned that Bob Saget is dead, and apparently the Crypto Keeper... Let's hope he's not actually in the custody of the Crypto Keeper. I think that the Crypto Keeper, what I'm learning now on the second listen of this guy, is that he um, is a muckraker. He's a troublemaker. Sure, mischievous, um, yeah. He, he doesn't know Bob Saget, and keep his name out of your mouth, Crypto Keeper. yeah. Uh, we learned uh, that cats love a dish. We, but we knew that already. We knew that. We, knew we that. didn't learn that. That's true. Yeah, we learned that Mark Wahlberg's day is so jam packed with stuff. It's going to take us at least two, More maybe episodes. three or four episodes to cover it all. Which is nice to learn what a treat that is for us. Yeah, it is. Uh, Guys, there's so much to look forward to between the things that you're going to learn about the world of crypto and how wealthy you're going to be if you keep following our game plan. And also the the cherry on top, just learning what Mark Wahlberg does in his day. Yeah, I mean, that's just just so nice for us. He's he's a hero of ours, um, the star of Boogie Nights and the one with Will Ferrell. Uh, And the lone survivor. Lone survivor. He's in a movie where he shoots a gun, um, a sniper gun. Ah, yes, yeah. Um, There's a movie called Four Brothers. He was in that movie. Four Brothers. He's fantastic in that. Um, I feel like that's about what we learned. Well, there's security camera footage of him assaulting a shop owner as a teenager, but that was never released as a feature film. No, I hope one day when we've made the big bucks with uh, crypto, we can fund that film and yeah. put uh, Mark an back. Indie, sort of a found footage. Yeah, maybe have him be like, uh, maybe he plays Mark Wahlberg's father in it and teaches him a lesson about bigotry and how to be a good guy again. Um, yeah. That would just be, I would be so happy. That'd be great. And they could write in the routine that the Wahlberg adopted uh Sure. To become the man that he is today. Yes, I'm sure he picked it up in prison because the hours in there are really highly scheduled. Yeah, and also the cryo chamber. I mean, where else do they have one of those, right? I've learned about that. Um, so, guys, we're going to give you our um, our wallet address so you can keep track of our investments. And if you guys want to donate, you can. I'm going to shout it out right now. It is zero lowercase x, zero uppercase b, three, two, two, uppercase c, two, seven, e, c, zero, lowercase a, uppercase e, a, two, uppercase c, five, four, lowercase f, six, lowercase b, capital A, nine, nine, uppercase f, Six zero three lowercase c uppercase a zero lowercase d d three uppercase c eight five three eight six. It's that simple. Donate to us. 
keep track of the show's investments, you guys can reach us at need to talk pod at Twitter and Gmail need to talk podcast at Instagram. And remember guys, when we learn, we earn for Sean and Tessa. I'm Michael. Let's get rich. Sean and Mike, logging off.